Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. With us right now is the host of the Locked On Broncos podcast. Also covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports Cody Rourke. Cody, hello. How are you? I'm good, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. A great sign that uh, Greg Dolchich was at practice yesterday. Sean Payton being kind of coy about whether uh, Greg's going to play Saturday in Detroit against the Lions. But uh, this could be a much a much needed boost in terms of a, another receiving threat for Russell Wilson, considering you look at the numbers for Troutman and Manhurts, and though Nick Kroll had the uh, uh, the Lucas Kroll, excuse me, had the big catch, thirty five yards. Think of the comedian Nick Kroll. <laughs> Lucas Kroll had the catch for thirty five yards against the Chargers. That the tight end spot just has not been uh, a complimentary position offensively so far, and, and Dolchich could really help boost that spot. Yeah, and that's the you know that's the hope and that's the plan that they have. To be honest with you, I was surprised to see Dulcich yesterday when we were out there at practice. You know, I didn't. Part of me was waiting to see if they were trying to figure out if they were going to be in the playoffs or not. You know, versus um, you know the idea of maybe bringing him back. Um, but the fact that he was a full participant yesterday is a great sign. Um, the fact we haven't heard anything yet on Nick Benito kind of tells me that. I think the plan is to place Benito on injured reserve, which means that they would activate Greg Dulcich officially and he would take up that spot on the 53-man roster. And more than likely, I think he'll play on Saturday. That's the vibe. That's my speculation that I have just based on what I've seen. Um, Will he play on Saturday is a great question. Today's practice, this is a little bit of a weird week. And and if he doesn't play, I could see this being why. Um, they practiced yesterday. They practiced today. They're going to do a walkthrough tomorrow that we don't get access to, and then they're flying. So it's de- basically tomorrow is essentially their Saturday. So today is essentially the Friday practice, uh, if it were a normal week, Jim. So um, because this is, yesterday was his first day back on the field, I don't know if we'll see him this weekend, um, but I imagine we'll see him here soon. P.J. Locke uh, was out yesterday dealing with a neck injury. Boy, if he can't play, that's a huge loss for the Broncos right now because he's played so well uh, next to Justin Simmons. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. That, that to me, is something that's a little concerning right now is, you know, PJ, he was on their estimated um, estimated DNP if they were to practice on Tuesday. Didn't see him yesterday. Today's going to be big, Jim. If we don't see him out there today, he will more than likely not play on Saturday, which means that Delarian Turner-Yell would be stepping in at the safety position uh, for him, we'll more than likely see J.L. Skinner on the active, on the game day active list versus being inactive. More so as a contingency plan, special teams type of emphasis there for him. Um, not ideal, not ideal at all, which is crazy because I'm trying to figure out, you know, for P.J., like he came in and finished the game, he got a sack. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's just maybe the aftermath of it, whiplash, whatever it may be, but uh, hoping he's okay. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated. Obviously, if Broncos fans are interested. I'm on threads and Twitter at Cody Work NFL. I always try to share updates as I get them. We're not allowed to post them until after practice. So today's practice is going to be very critical here for Denver and I think for some of these guys on the injury report. And of course, you can catch Cody's report this afternoon at 420 right here on the Team Sports Network. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports, Locked on Broncos podcast host with us, our Broncos insider, as Denver gets right ahead to Detroit to take on the Lions. And they, they face a Lions team that uh, is not as red hot as they once were. They've dropped uh, you know, a couple of games here uh, recently. Uh, of course, uh, uh, they absolutely got uh, handled by Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. 
and uh, for this uh, Lions football team with Jared Goff, that you look at one number and it's on target percentage that um, Jared Goff is sixth on that list. So when he's got time, he's been pretty good. He'll make the occasional mistake. He, he's not Josh Allen, but he's going to make the occasional mistake where he, he, he makes a, a bad decision and, and uh, turns over the football with an interception. But for the most part, he's been pretty darn good in terms of on-target percentage. And for guys that Brock has a face, Tua Tonga Viola, Sam Howell, uh, who are uh, high up on that list. Uh, Denver struggled with both those quarterbacks. But I also think this is a much different defense than the defense that faced yeah. those two quarterbacks uh, when they were going through that one and five stretch. One hundred percent. No, that that that's definitely there's a tremendous difference between then and now. And Denver wasn't as blitz happy during that time against those guys. And you know, the thing with Jared Goff and that offense, one thing they do a really good job of, and this is why I think it's paramount that they get pressure, is because they will attack you vertically, but then they'll send you know one or two routes. Uh, underneath to try to attack soft spots if you're playing zone coverage you know a lot of times they have some designed man beaters that they try to you know wrinkle in underneath especially in the passing game to try to get it right in front of the safety and right behind the inside linebacker Um, so it's just about those understanding hey we got to get pressure on Jared Goff got to take away some of those crossing powders because really that's where Amon Ross St. Brown eats it's really on those deep over routes um, in, in certain spots of the field, against zone, against man, and they really try to isolate it. And then, obviously, Josh Reynolds is a big-body receiving threat. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Nico Collins. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, ideally, from a personnel standpoint, Jim, Detroit's going to be a tough matchup here for Denver. Um, but with how the defense has been playing, like if P.J. Locke plays, I'll be a little more comfortable. If he doesn't play, then I'm going to be a little anxious, to be honest with you, about the Broncos on Saturday. Yeah, St. Brown's a tremendous talent, but when I watch the, when I watch the Lions play this season, Josh Reynolds comes up with big catches, third down conversions. Yep. He's going to be a problem for him because he was a little bit limited at, at practice, I believe. But uh, for Josh Reynolds is a guy that has been a, a go-to guy in key moments for Jared Goff in the passing game. Not only that, too, Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is oh, a guy that can it hurt you in a big way. And then if I had to get like a wild card gym for Broncos fans to keep an eye on, it's Khalif Raymond, former Bronco. Um, you know, he gets into the slot a little bit from time to time. Not as many snaps at wide receiver, but he can also hurt you in the return game. So you got to watch out for him, especially if he's one of the NFL's best punt returners in terms of explosiveness and the ability to break it open. Um, yeah, but I think really, I think coming into this game, I'm, I'm very curious to see what Vance Joseph's game plan is going to be because. To me, I think the most dangerous aspect of this Lions offense is their two-headed rushing attack between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. To me, those guys are very explosive. It didn't show in uh, the game this past Sunday against the Chicago Bears, but each I think they one guy had 11 carries, the other guy had 10. They each had 66 yards each on limited uh, snaps and limited you know run carries there, and they contributed in 132 um, pass, uh, rushing yards in that game there. They could break it open at any moment, and that to me is a little bit of a concern here. Denver's going to have to be very stout against the run, and if they can do that, Jim, then I think they can unleash a little bit more in, in terms of obviously the pressure rate in terms of Jared Goff. Yeah, Montgomery's almost Mr. Automatic in the red zone. I mean, goal line oh, situations, man. David Montgomery's just been phenomenal for them, and, and you mentioned Sam Laporte. I, having a, one of the best seasons a rookie tight end has ever had, and we know how it tough it is for rookie tight ends to make that adjustment have an impact in year one he's denver's had a history of having problems with tight ends let's hope that uh, sam laporte is not uh, one of those problems coming up on on saturday and then on the other side aiden hutchinson with that lions defense 
you know, not playing particularly well against Justin Fields and the Bears. I know Hutchinson, to quote one of their websites, hell-bent on getting the Lions defense back on track. He is an outstanding pass rusher. It's a really, it's a really good defense. But the Bears found some cracks in that defense last weekend. Yeah, I, and they've been giving up over close to 30 points per game over the course of the last four weeks. Their they're cornerbacks are struggling. The secondary isn't that great. Um, man, Alex Anzalone is a very, very good player. Um, played for Sean Payton. I think he had a really, really funny blurb yesterday where he said he thinks Sean's going to try to come in and hang 50 on him. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, Hutchinson is just a, an unbelievable motor, Jim. I mean, this is a guy – Denver's faced some pretty good pass rushers this year. And I've been pretty surprised for the most part at how they've been able to handle them. I think against some of the elite guys, there haven't been a lot of like big plays or you know plays given up. But then it's, when you're playing against edge rushers that aren't necessarily the greatest, that's where they've gotten Denver in some of these games. Houston being one of those great examples, you know, more recently. Chicago being a great example back in Week Five or Week Four, whatever it was, and. I just think with Aiden Hutchinson, he is a guy you're going to have to allocate resources to because of his motor. He doesn't give up, and it's, Denver's going to have to get the ball in their hands quickly a little bit this week because I know Detroit, they are going to ramp up the pressure. Aaron Glenn's going to send a lot of it after uh, Russell Wilson. We'll see how Sean Payton and him counteract it. Of course, the Sean Payton-Dan Campbell relationship. Campbell coached uh, for Sean Payton when he was in New Orleans, so there's that that respect, that relationship between those two. Yeah, no, and obviously, uh, I think that's really cool hearing Dan. Like, I think Dan Campbell said when he took the job, you know, his experience with Sean Payton was the reason he wanted to become a coach. And this is his ability to lead. I, I think is is there. And, and obviously, you see, we've seen it on Hard Knocks. Like, I would love to have played for a coach like Dan Campbell, and I had a couple coaches like Dan Campbell. So, I, I, but I've never got to play for Dan Campbell. It's a different story. We're talking about guys who are like Dan Campbell versus guys who are Dan Campbell. Um, I think what he has done, and I think the parallels that you can draw between these two teams, Jim, from the Lions last year being 1-6, finishing the season, I think it was 9-8, and eight, barely missing out on the playoffs, which they should have got in. I don't know how a team with a worse record got in over them last year in the NFL playoff format. It is what it is. But um, and seeing where Denver was at at 1-5, and five, and now they're sitting in a good position where they themselves can maybe knock on the doors of being in the playoffs. Um, it's, just a, it's just a test of grit, resiliency, and I think that when you look at these two teams, how Sean Payton has these guys ready and how Dan Campbell has those guys ready, you see a lot of interesting parallels between them. Um, It's never easy, but it's galvanizing. And I think that's one thing that kind of makes these guys kind of very similar a lot, and obviously they're cut from the same cloth. No doubt about it. 4 o'clock pregame countdown to kickoff this Saturday. Broncos at Detroit to take on the Lions right here on the Team Sports.